got something for you. Hello and welcome to a Roto special, Roto Slapper special edition. <laughs> Ooh, it is Friday night. Um, we're going to do a little fantasy football mock draft, redraft style. So let's have a little fun tonight. Um, well, most of you probably won't be watching this on Friday night. But however, when you do watch this, enjoy it because it is, we're getting close. We are, I think we're, what did I read? 97 days away from the actual NFL season which means we are probably about a month and a half away from redraft season amping up and starting to go hog wild. So here at the Bloodline Entertainment Network, we are going to try to make sure that we cover everything that you need for fantasy football this season and help you win your league. And when we're talking about fantasy football, you know that I'm not alone. So let's bring him in. Banger after banger after banger after banger. You know who it is, Tim King. What's up, buddy? You're on mute. <laughs> he hasn't caught on to it yet. You're on mute. Yeah, there you go. All just, right. just caught on to it. Just, I'm used to just auto-muting, man. A couple of amateur moves tonight, dude. <laughs> Yo, what's going on, baby? Thanks we're for here. having me back, dude. Yeah, they're, we're having some fun. So who cares? This is what that's what this tonight's all about. We're gonna get we're gonna kick off redraft season with a little mock draft. Little, not a full mock draft. Don't worry, you're not going to sit here through a full mock draft. We're going to try to get through two rounds if we can. If you pace it quick enough, that's that's the goal here, and that's what we're going to do. So streets, streets, is this the one that's going to continue as we go? Are we just going to keep going off of this one, or are we going to start a new set? Yeah, I don't know. We could do both. We can we could do. We're going to end up doing a million of these. So, however okay. you want to do it, we could we could do it. So we can. Cool. We can you know what else I want to do? You know what else I want to do? You know what else TK does? TK plugs the fuck out of this very network, all right? So if you are watching Roto Slippers, when you watch Roto look at this man. Look at this man. The face that runs the fantasy space. Look at him. Just look at him, all right? Everything he does is spectacular. Right here on Roto Slippers. You can find him on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. So like this video, please, and subscribe. So every single time the face that runs the fantasy space goes live, you can see it. And hey, when you type in the Bloodline Entertainment Network into that little Google search bar, you can also listen to that beautiful, soothing voice that he has. So you can watch him right here on YouTube. You can listen to him right here on Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Music, and so many other outlets. And when you search the Bloodline Entertainment Network on that Google search bar, that's when it comes up. BloodlineNetwork.com. And what is on BloodlineNetwork.com? Not just sports, not just wrestling, not just entertainment, not videos, not just audio, but... Everything the face that runs the fantasy space does, all of his redirect rankings, he's gonna have dynasty rankings, his fantasy baseball rankings. This man right here, just have to put him over really quick. Everywhere, Bloodline Entertainment Network, everything he does is there. Get at him. Streets is the motherfucking man. You're gonna make me blush tonight. Hey, I do what I gotta do, bro. <laughs> gotta do what I gotta do. You're the man. I'm gonna raise my glass to you, man. You're the content you put out. Listen. I'm here to have fun. I'll give you good advice, sure. But this man right here, go to the website. Just look at his ranking. So much content. So check out. And back to you, my friend. 
no, no, you're good. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, and without you, um, the content doesn't get seen. So thank you in return because you bust your tail on that website. So I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> I just, I just get to share a link. Hey man, you write it. You do you, man. You're the best dude. Appreciate it. But enough about this love fest. It's fucking trapped. Simple. Right. So here's how we're going to do this one. We're going to, this, this is why we'll kick this off. This will not be super flex. So this is going to be one QB standard. Basic that PPR is the standard. I, I have to be careful when I say that because some people think standard and they think non PPR, but no PPR 12 team, one QB. So basically one quarterback, two running back, two wide receivers, flex tight end. That's we're not, I, I'm not ranking kickers as uh, so, it's standard redraft as yeah. it gets. And that's funny how you said standard. I was laughing I because it is standard. If you're not playing PPR now, I don't know, like eight years ago, I was having a hard time switching to PPR. That was eight years ago. What are you doing? What are you doing? It's all about PPR. Chicks dig the long ball. Yeet. We like points. Yep. Yeah. Half point PPR, a little kind of popular now. Super flex is super popular. I think a dynasty league has to be super flex. Well, I can still believe, I can see why a lot of redraft leagues are still one QB, but um, even that'll probably catch fire soon. The way quarterbacks have kind of gone, it just might take a little while. Uh, but the norm one quarterback PPR. So that's, that's standard to us. So let's get it started. I will kick it off. Um, so I should probably write this down too, so I don't forget because we're we're gonna eat these teams, right? So do you want me to share the spreadsheet? I'm just gonna because I got a spreadsheet and I'm gonna write it as we go. You want me to share it or no? No, well, I don't need it. I'm just gonna because yeah, I'll just put I'll just jot down the names as we do this. All right, cool, good, good. Uh, so yeah, with the first pick as of right now. It's, I'm still taking the guy that I have ranked one. If you go look at the one way too early, 120, my 120 series here, it's, I feel, and I'm not going to talk a lot about this because we're going to try to move a little quickly here, but you'll see as the kind of, as the mock goes, especially when we get to the third round and I kind of start feeling like running back, it's bad. So while I have the first pick in this one, he returns to the chargers. So he's still my number one and I want to get a running back off the board. Um, so I'm going to take Austin Eckler here. 128 targets last year. Justin Herbert's still there. Uh, I, I Kellen Moore takes over the offense, so I think the offense is going to be better, but it's not going to derail Austin Eckler's role out there, so he's still going to be a target hog running back. Uh, probably 200 carries again. It's, it's a good workload for a guy his size, so he's not overworked either. A lot of people are going to say, but um, is he going to get 68 red zone touches again under Kellen Moore? Well, I kind of did the work for us on that one, right? So in Moore's first season, Ezekiel Elliott led all running backs in the NFL in red zone touches, right? And he was tied for third in running in red zone touches per game in 2022 and 2021, but he missed a couple games. Maybe Zeke's efficiency is what caused the Pollard-Zeke split there as we start seeing an older Zeke like last season start taking effect. So as long as Austin Eckler is still as good as he always has been, I don't think that they're just going to take away all these red zone carries from him because he's so effective down there. So boom, Austin Eckler, my number one pick. Ooh, I like that. I like that pick. 
I was I wasn't sure where you were gonna go with this one, honestly. Um I thought you'd be between two guys. Obviously, I've seen your 120. I know that you got Eckler number one. For me, well, I have four guys though. I told you. So I, there's there's yeah. four. I I wouldn't be shocked if any of these guys go number one, but yeah, and I got a guy who's gonna go number one. The guy that I would take number one if I was first overall. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take him. I know the offense is loaded, and I don't care. That's why I'm going to take him. Christian McCaffrey on the San Francisco 49ers offense. I know we got Debo. I know we got Brandon Ayuk. I know Elijah Mitchell's there. I know George Kittle's there. But, dude, it's Christian fucking McCaffrey. They went out, traded what they traded for him if he wasn't going to be the featured back in that offense. Last year, he scored over 356 fantasy points. He averaged 21 points per game. He only had two single-digit games. He missed 40 points in one monster banger-ass game. CMC is that dude. Health is no question to me. If anything, having the weapons like Debo and Elijah Mitchell around him are only going to help him stay healthy where he doesn't have to be that bell cow, but he'll still catch his balls. He'll get his touches. Christian McCaffrey, number two, my first overall pick in this draft. Yep. I had him... I said I wouldn't be shot like any of the four guys I put in the 120. You can go read the article, bloodlinenetwork.com, the 120. Yeah, I, I talked about it. The only reason I, I dinged McCaffrey to four in mine behind two red receivers was because you just said it, Elijah Mitchell. And when he was out there, he only got 10 carries in those two games that he was there. But you just said another thing, and this is why he still is a first-round running back to me. Like Some people are a little too afraid of that, and they're moving him out because of that whole Elijah Mitchell thing, but no, 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 no. You nailed it. The, the receiving game usage is going to be super high for him. They're going to use him in all kinds of ways, and maybe they don't need to run him into the ground like a bell cow, and that's what I want, you want because you want him healthy throughout the season. So we don't we don't need the historic season from Christian McCaffrey. We just need a top-five season from Christian McCaffrey uh, for running backs in fantasy football. So, yeah. He still is in my top four for that reason. So, because these guys, are, these guys go are a gamble. Line. They're a gamble. Any one of them could get injured. Yep. Like taking a running back is so scary in this spot. I mean, you could say taking anybody is scary, but the likelihood that a Justin Jefferson or a Jamar Chase or Travis Kelsey goes down is far less likely than a Jonathan Taylor or a Saquon Barkley or a CMC. And God, Austin Eckler has been healthy, so let's not fucking put that on him. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, you. The running back is always the risky play, but I don't like zero RB anymore. Uh, I I try. I don't even want to talk about that fad. And he, like, it's ridiculous. Just you, get the best you players were, you can. You were that fad. I you know. You were the zero RB fad. That was you. That so was it's ex, you it's just super exhausting. Is what it is. Like, and and the hit rate is so small. Like, so you once every like three or four years or something, you you nail the running backs and your team is unstoppable. But then you just struggle and you bang your head off a wall for the next two or three years trying to do it because it's just it's not fun. So make sure you get yourself a, a top end running back and don't be afraid of it. Injuries happen to everyone, as you just equated to. So, uh. And when we get to round three, you're going to see why you want to get one of these running backs and get yourself uh, a an RB1 before it's all said and done. But pick three, uh, that's, for me, I've, it's pretty easy at this point. So we're going to go Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that's three nice. on that one. So, yeah, he's going to be a target hog again. Kirk Cousins is back. He'll probably see another 184 targets. He was first in red zone targets. Yak monster. Um, so, yeah, he's the man. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to go that route for sure, <laughs> which uh, there honestly, there's two guys. It's crazy. The one guy, but I'm going to hope that you don't take him. <laughs> um, 
there's there's two guys that I had thought um, about going here. Ugh. But I got to go with the running back, as we just discussed, and I got to go with Saquon Barkley. Listen, he's playing, an, he's playing in an offense with Brian Dable. He had a very, very successful year last year. He put up 17.8 points a game. He was fifth overall in total points from the running back position. And at this point, you just want to bank on guys who are going to get touches. You know that Saquon's going to get touches. As a matter of fact, you know the rushing offense or the rushing game in that offense is the offense. Dimes, Saquon, they didn't really improve at wide receiver at all. So Saquon's going to get touches in the passing game. He's going to get touches running the ball, obviously. Saquon stays healthy. He's a top four running back. He's a top three running back. Maybe the number one running back overall. Since JJ just went, JJ was the pick I wanted. Saquon's the guy right here. Yeah, that's not surprising at all. I uh, picking fifth. I will actually. I'm actually gonna go. Uh, Jamar Chase, right here. Okay. Kind of staying true to my 120 a little bit here. Um, yeah, I take Chase. I I'm, I guarantee Jace, Jamar Chase has not had his best season yet, and he had a. T- like target share in target a lot of people are going to say well the target share could be a little iffy stat right because drake london had a huge target share but they didn't steal the ball enough however when you have a 29 percent target share in a joe burrow led offense it's legit so he was uh he was actually first in expected fantasy points per game at 19.3 last year he did miss three games but uh he was still third in red zone targets so He's targeted a lot. He's targeted in the red zone a lot. He's in a good offense. He's with Joe Burrow. I don't think we've seen the best out of Jamar Chase yet. So he is. There's three. There's three wide receivers I take in round one, um, and he's obviously the second one. So Jamar Chase. Yeah, love the pick, and I'm glad you took Jamar Chase because you left the guy for me who I was contemplating at pick four. Yes, I was contemplating taking a fucking tight end at pick four. It's just like that sometimes, right? <laughs> Travis Kelsey is that. Dude, he had just one single-digit game last year. He put up 18.6 points per game, 316 total fantasy points. That is, he would have been the fifth overall wide receiver last year in PPR leagues, all right? Travis Kelsey is that dude, so you got to look at it posi- positionally, right? If you're, I don't expect him to put up 300 points again, but even though he's 280-plus, what he's going to do compared to the rest of the tight ends, the value there is greater, greater, greater. I know we want a running back here, but... And I know there's one running back here who didn't get taken. And I don't – well, I guess there's two. But specifically one who was the number one overall pick in draft last year who now hasn't been taken over a tight end. I'm going with a tight end here due to positional value. Give me Travis Kelsey with this pick. Yeah, the the the, the cheat code, right? He's the cheat code. That's what – I can't hate on the pick and where you take him because I had him nine. Um, But I don't – it's it's – perfectly acceptable to have Travis Kelsey. I some you could I don't even blame people if they have him as a top 5 pick, but it's just a it's a overall I love him and but the only reason I dinged him a little bit behind some of these other guys is because I I feel some of these other guys still have like the 300 point season in them where they're yeah. like like 
like Cooper Cup a couple years ago, like those types of seasons where you're, you're just, it's hard to beat the team that has that guy on it. So that's the only reason he gets moved down a little bit. But I'm, I said, I just said a name. I'm not even going to take him next. But <laughs> uh, my next, so picking seventh, if this is how the draft is going to go, I would actually go Bijan Robinson now based on this. And uh, that's, that's bullshit. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> you're like, got my fucking rankings in your head. That so, sucks, dude. Um, yeah, I don't look. He's a rookie. We haven't seen him ever play in an NFL game before, but he has a clear path to be the number one player in all of fantasy football this year. He's coming from the leading team that rushes more than any other team in the NFL. Uh, a season ago, they were top five in rushing DVOA already without him. So he's already walking into a perfect scenario for a guy like him. Going to be a workhorse, does it all on the field in both facets of the game. So, yeah. I'm going to, I'll take the gamble on Bijan because he does have number one overall player um, upside in him. So, oh man, I want a Bijan. I want a Bijan bad at this spot. Fuck, I don't want to do this. I really don't. Like, fuck, <laughs> no. I want it. There's a wide receiver. There's a couple of wide receivers here that they have 300 point potential. Mm, two in particular that I really want. But man, how do you pass them up at number eight? You got it. AR-15 there. You got to think the offense is going to be improved. He was injury-riddled season last year. Obviously, I'm talking about Jonathan Taylor. Nothing was good about last season. The offense was disgusting. The team was disgusting. He didn't particularly play well. I don't want to draft him here, but I kind of have to. I would. I don't think it's I, a bad I don't point. have a choice. I mean, if you go back, if you go back to the 2021 season, and, and look at what he did. I mean, the kid was an absolute fucking stud. He put up 370 points, 21 points per game. Again, last last year, injury riddled season. Last year, the clear consensus number one overall pick. I'll take him at eight. I'll risk it. Fuck it. JT, number eight. Yeah, he also, he banged that ankle up early. And he never looked right after that. So, um that was a that was definitely a big factor, and this and this uh, Jeff Saturday, Matt Ryan are both gone. The Colts are already better than they were when they ended last season. Uh, and I think that's going to be a pretty good rushing attack. I think the the AR fifteen um, Jonathan Taylor led rushing attack could actually be pretty vicious in Indy. So I like it, and he's still uh, top five running back to me. Next up for me, let's see. I'm actually going to take at number nine a wide, uh, a wide receiver, um, even though I talked all about that running back stuff like that. But look, um, here's the thing. I'm taking Cooper Cup at nine here. Wow. And wow. Okay. He Look, Matthew Stafford's back. So, you know, one thing's going to happen. He's going to get peppered all game in targets all game. As long as Stafford's mm-hmm. on the field and cups on the field cups, getting targets every single look going to Cooper cup. It's just how that goes in last season. He was on his way to another dominant year before yeah. injuries derailed it. He was third in expected fantasy points per game. I don't see any reason why. I mean, he was well on his way to being a top three wide receiver again last season until he got hurt. So I don't see, as long as he stays healthy, I don't see another reason why he's not. Um, and it wouldn't even shock me with Stafford at the helm again that Cooper Cup finishes as wide receiver one again. So, like, it's just, 
he's going to see the same target, the same amount of targets and target share as a, as a Justin Jefferson does for Kirk Cousins. So, yeah. Oh, I, I love it. And man. It was, I'm not surprised by how many he had, what, two 30 point games last year before he got hurt anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. He was, he was well on his way to a top three finish at the wide receiver right. position. There was, right. so. Yep, now he's just getting him at a discount. He's not, a, you don't have to, well, sort of, it's a first round pick, but he doesn't matter. Pick nine, instead of, pick <laughs> nine, nine instead of three. three. Still your first plus round people, pick. Plus, people are going to forget about him. Again, this is what we tell you. We don't know ESPN's uh, yeah, ratings yet or where they have him, but we tell you, look at what we do on our site. Look at what Streets does. Look where he has people ranked when you're going to go do your draft or even listen to us. Listen to where we are drafting our guys and then go and correlate that to ESPN's list. And yes, if you're looking at the bottom of the screen, you can see who I picked at number 10. There are, There's a wide receiver I want. There's a couple of wide receivers I want, actually. But I'm going to go running back for one specific reason right here. When I look at the running back depth, depth chart that's available, when I look at the wide receiver depth chart that's available, running back's a lot less or a lot slighter. Yeah, a lot slighter than the wide receiver room. Like wide receiver, I'm going to pick 10 here. So I know I'm going to flip around at pick 14. I'm likely going to be able to get one of those wide receivers in comparison to one of those running backs that I wouldn't want. So number 10, I'm taking Derrick Henry right here. I know the Titans offense isn't particularly great, but last year the dude still finished with over 300 points, just under 19 points per game. And let's face it, if the Titans suck, he's going to get traded. And there's a lot of teams out there that could use a Derrick Henry. So he's got, I don't know, another two, three, four good years left in him, I think. And four, you're year, being a little generous on that, probably. All right, maybe, 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 maybe three, maybe three years. He's a fucking pounder. But I think he's got at least three good years in him, including this year. I said last year. I'll say it again. Last year, he was my number one running back going to, to last season. He had one, I think he was number six overall or something. So it wasn't so bad. Uh, this year, I have him like five to seven. So give me Derek Henry right here. So my, this, I called it 349 carries is very hard to find out of a running back. Uh, um, and he's bumped up his pass game usage a little bit too, the last couple seasons. So it's, that's, that's been a nice thing to see out of him. I called his, uh, Derek Henry's last ride for me is what I'm naming it because I don't think, because my issue is I don't like, he's fine here in redraft. He's perfect. Still a first-round pick for me, but I think it's the last year you take him in the first round in a redraft league because I don't know what the Titans do after this year. And my only knock on him is, like, where does he get traded to if the Titans are out of this by, like, midseason and they just want to see what, like, Spears has and they're going to look – it's just – Turn to the rookies and see what they got and what you what got. If he goes, what if he goes to like a Miami or something? It's it's depends. That's the thing. So, but like, it, what if that like if a chain is legit and he's just in some timeshare now, or like he's a which is fine. You but you just don't get the the three hundred forty nine carry type pace guy. But he's still a first round pick for now. So yes, I say this is for me the last ride. And so enjoy it because maybe next year he's more second round. And even if he's a, and even if he is fucking getting 50-50, he's gonna be the goal line back, and that's still gonna hold a lot of value. Yep. But either way, maybe he doesn't even end up leaving. Maybe he just stays in ten the whole season. You never know. Maybe they're Will you know. Will Levis could be that guy. He could be that dude. The Titans are a team, they're a perennial playoff team every single season. 
let's not look at last year as something that's regular. I know, like, looking at the Titans, they look like a team that can go and potentially be a top uh, – a team who's going to be a, have a top five pick this year. But Mike Vrabel is a good coach, and they got a solid yeah. defense there. So. so that's their game plan. He is their offense. So, right. they, for, so in, enjoy it. All right, next. A pick at 11, I'm actually going to take um, a guy who leaves possibly the most talented quarterback of all time, heads down to uh, South Beach. And uh, what does he do there without arguably the most talented quarterback of all time? They didn't need each other, to be honest. They just proved that to you. But uh, Tyreek Hill, first season in Miami, giant success. Met he this guy had allocated 170 total targets down in Miami still so uh huge part of that offense he's going to be a huge part of that offense again he is Tyreek Hill is just a baller so as yeah. long as Tua stays up uh Tua looking thick maybe puts on a little extra weight out there to try to take a couple hits or two um not really a running quarter quarterback anyway so uh keeping Tua on the field is an important factor for Miami, but as long as he's out there, I think Tyreek Hill once again is a top five wide receiver. So uh, I take him here. I love, I love, I love Tyreek Hill here. I was uh, thinking about him at ten. Fuck, I was thinking about him at eight. To be honest with you, eleven, great spot for him. Looking at the available list here, I am going to go wide receivers. I said there's a plethora of wide receivers here, and to me, that dude is CD Lamb. He is going to be Dak's number one target again next year. He put up over 300 points last year, 17.7 points per game. They did add Brandon Cooks, which ultimately I think is going to help C.D. Lamb, maybe less double teams. Dalton Schultz is gone. I love, love C.D. Lamb. And who else is Dak throwing the ball to? Cooks is going to help him a little bit. Yeah, no one else. He's going to pepper C.D. Lamb with targets. Talented as hell. Give me CD Lamb with pick 12. You're on for two. Oh, that's right. All right. So I got the swing. All right. All right. Give me one second. Let me let me get this down <laughs> and let me look. Out about the swing pick here. So I got a CD Lamb and then damn. I don't want to not have a running back, but maybe we do the zero running back thing because I think there's far more talented wide receivers here. But man, there's some good wide receivers here. Like, do I go? Wide receiver A or do I go wide receiver B? I think this is probably wide receivers A one or two year last ride. It's fuck it. I'm gonna pair two wide receivers up. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. My bad. I was going to say it's. It's if if we were going to when we get to round three, it'd be interesting to see where you have to go with running it's back. Just, it's just this is just so tough right here because I I love one running back in particular. He's bouncing back from an injury though. I'm leaving a guy out there. I should. That's the problem. I really should go running back right here. Like this is the conundrum, right? Like I I should go running back, but I'm not. I'm going to go and I'm just going to take a guy who I think is going to be a points hog again this year. Just fucking an electric offense plays in the NFC East. Give me AJ Brown at pick 13. Team him up, pair him up with CeeDee Lamb. Go wide receiver, wide receiver, and let me see what happens on the flip and what running backs I can get. AJ Brown put up 
damn near 300 points last year, 17.6 points a game. That offense is not going anywhere consistent as it gets out there with Jalen Hurts. Give me A.J. Brown to pair with C.D. Lamb. So this is where it gets interesting, and this is where sometimes where you pivot in from how I – like if you go read the 120, you're going to see I kind of put them in order, 1 through 24 right now. But if I pick 11 and I get Tyreek Hill, like I should be taking somebody here – but we talked, like I had mentioned earlier, I can't stomach the the running back I might get on the way back. Like I need, I need a shot at a at a at a top five running back in my heights. That's something I want to get off the board. So I, this is where I might go out of my rankings just a tad, and um, I'm gonna do so here. And I'm gonna with Tyree Kill. I'm actually gonna pair him with Brees Hall. Yeah, that's who I was considering there. Yep, you know that's who I was considering, but the injury is still yep. – talk to us about the injury. Yeah, the injury sucks. It was scary. And there's – I think the I'm not worried about his health coming back. That's that's not the worry. We've seen guys um, many times now with similar injuries come back and they bounce back and they're usually just fine. My worry with Brees Hall though, and that injury is do they – do they did they ease him back slowly? Do they not give him some heavy hefty workload early or at all during the season? Because that's a waste of pick um, at the right at the spot that we're taking him here. Right. So like right now though the early reports are, and I've seen some videos. He looks good. He's moving well. Uh, he's going to be ready for week one, the whole nine yards, and it's going to be a good offense. With um, it's going to. It's it's going to be a game manager offense, but it's still a good offense with Aaron Rodgers game managing it in a good defense. And I think they're going to run a lot. And I think Brees Hall is going to get tons of work in it. And um, so I like the the overall player. So I'm going to take Brees Hall here. There's no doubt we don't have a whole lot of stats to work off either because he only played a few games. But good right. lord, the games that he played, he was electric. So that's what... in both the running and the passing game, he looked great, dude. So, like, I should have taken so I should have probably taken the guy that I had ranked higher than him here and just paired like you just did with two wide receivers. But I'd rather take the swing at one of these running backs and pair him with Hill. So, listen, I should have probably taken a guy who I'm not going to take at this pick right here at 13. And then I probably should have taken the guy who I'm going to take right here. And then maybe A.J. Brown in a couple of picks. But I just like the allure and the sexiness of pairing C.D. Lamb with A.J. Brown. But right here, listen, 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 listen. I understand that maybe he's gonna has no quarterback. He might have no quarterback. But at this point, it doesn't really matter, man. I'm going to go with the all-old team. I got Derrick Henry already. We talked about that, so I'm going to need to pair him with a wide receiver. I could go running back, running back right here and, like, really flip some shit up because there's some really quality running backs left at this point. But I'm going to go wide. I'm going to go running back, wide receiver, go a little traditional route. I'm going to take Devontae Adams. Listen, in the fantasy playoffs last year, he had nobody throwing him the football, and he still managed to put up a 34-point game. I know. I know. It was last year. We got a, a hobbled Jimmy Garoppolo coming out. Maybe Tom Brady's coming out of retirement to throw him the football. Maybe Streets is going to lace it up, throw the pads on, and go out there and throw him the football. But it doesn't fucking matter because as long as you fucking put the football in that guy's jurisdiction, he is going to come down with it. And quite frankly, he should have been picked in the first round if he had a quarterback. But 
the, the the quarterback thing is looming over us, which is why he slipped this far. So Devontae Adams giving me pair him up with Derrick Henry, and I'm feeling fucking good about the start of my team. Yeah, see, I that you you nailed it because I don't know what's gonna happen. Brady, he would move him up. I, I'm moving Devontae Adams up if Brady ends up back. Un, well, unretiring for a second time as like some crazy co-owner <laughs> slash quarterback. Like I own the team and I'm going to play quarterback for the team type thing, mm-hmm. uh, which would be fun. But yeah, he'd move back up the draft boards. But for now, even with, if Jimmy G stays there, I don't know. He's I have him at 19 overall. Okay. Okay. I have two. Uh, yeah, I have another two more wide receivers ahead of him still that are left on the board, but um, we're going to get to that in a sec. But that's that's the that's the ding on him to me is what are we doing here? Third quarterback now this guy's got to play with in the third yeah. year. I don't know what 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 happens if they suck. Like they don't. You know, it's gonna get traded and his value is gonna go up. Yeah, but so it, <laughs> that's what we hope. Like he's just he's a guy who doesn't need a system. He's a guy that you plug in, go fucking run your route, put the ball up there, and he's gonna go get it. Aaron Rodgers' MVP success fucking was because of Devontae Adams. Let's not let, let like let's be honest here. Everything like that made that man successful in the past few years was Devontae Adams. You saw the fall off last year. Who oh, still I, shined last year? No, I'm not, I'm not arguing. Yeah, I'm not arguing. But I'm just saying, like, who still shined last year? Oh, he that's what keeps him in the right. Keeps him in this range. So, right. No, no, I, I feel what you're saying. I mean, 19 is not a, a bad number by any means. I'm just saying, if Jimmy G is. Just okay. Devontae is going to be just fine. At nine, what man? There's good value coming for somebody here. That's kind of ridiculous. But um, yes, I don't know how one guy's falling. It just sucks because I can't. So I picked Cooper Cup at nine, and I want to make sure I get one of these running backs. So I'm actually he's getting dinged to me only because he still hasn't signed a franchise tag yet, and. If he signs the franchise tag, he might move up a few spots. He could inch into the first round caliber type player for me because I know it's scary to a lot of people because you only seen him happen once, but I don't see why if Josh Jacobs doesn't sign a tag or they work out some deal with him, I don't see him sitting a season. I don't. It backfired poorly for the last guy who tried doing this, so I don't see that happening. I just don't know what's going to happen yet. But I do think it's his last season, likely in Vegas. And... And if, if that's the case, they're going to run him into the ground again. He was a true workhorse running back last year. He was third in snap share, second in carries, 11th in targets. He did it all. So he, three down back. Um, it, it equated to a top 10 finish in all major rushing statistics. So Josh Jacobs, I feel like if he returns to this, I, if they do get a Brady again, or even with Jimmy G, Josh Jacobs could still be pretty decent because of the workload that he's going to get. But um I just think that they're probably due to be um, due to run him into the ground again. And that's kind of what I feel. Poor guy that, that he ain't going to get getting awarded with a big, big contract. So they're just going to award him with the franchise tag, hopefully get him to sign it and pay him 18, whatever, a bunch of money for one season and say, all right, now we're going to run you into the ground. Probably where all everything you got left, but here you go. That's, but I, that's, that's fair. And he probably should have been a higher pick based on last year. Dude was an absolute flat out stud last year. Um, and I'm going to go. He's a second round pick right now. So it's like the risk. Of right. third, it's not like a, a 
Jonathan Taylor last season or something like you're getting him in the second round. And I, and I have a feeling he might stay in the second round. And if the ADP, like you, like you said earlier, don't use our rankings in your draft. So like if you see Josh Jacobs going in the second round of all these drafts, then don't reach for him in the first plan your draft accordingly. Like, Oh, I'm going to get a first round talent in Josh Jacobs, but I'm going to be able to get him in that turn. If I'm picking like 12 for, for 11, something like that, you can get him and pair him with the, an elite wide receiver. So it's kind of nice. So you get a little of the risk taken out of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, this pick, I'm I'm not I'm not particularly keen on the guy. It is the least sexy pick that you're gonna have. But just like Josh Jacobs, at some point this guy's got to go. And the, you got the offense is gonna be much better this year. You got to think with Deshaun Watson. So here I'm gonna pair him with Jonathan Taylor. So I mean, just think, you know, JT sucks or whatever. God forbid happens injury. Colts offensive line sucks. Then I'm gonna back up Jonathan Taylor with this stud running back, Nick Chubb, right here. So I have potential to have two number one running backs, or God forbid JT falls off, I got Nick Chubb right there. Or fuck, if Nick Chubb's not there, you know, he sucks, then I got JT, man, in that running back spot. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm making sure I'm okay at the running back position. I'm going to pair Nick Chubb with JT. And look, listen, Nick Chubb had a fine year last year. He still put up over 280 points. He put up over 16 and a half points per game. He's got Deshaun Watson at quarterback who's going to be firmly acclimated into his offense now, and he's going to rely on Nick Chubb. So I like Nick Chubb here to pair with JT. Yeah, he gets no respect ever, and it's due to the fact he just doesn't get any passing game work. We can Maybe we can hope that last game of last season where he had the six targets is something that we see. Uh, there's no hunt. Um, so I don't know if Ford is going to be a threat to take certain things away from Chubb. I doubt it. Uh, we just hope Nick Chubb gets more targets. I, like I said in the 120, could it be the year Nick Chubb gets 40, catches 40 balls? Maybe. Who knows? I'm not going to hold my breath, but uh, I'd take 28, 30 catches this season if the offense is a little bit better. And that would be tremendous for a Nick Chubb, who's still going to be a top 10 running back in points per game. So, yeah. And it's when you do these, when you do one QB leagues like this and you build it with two top 10 running backs, that's an easy way to be successful and make the playoffs. It, re it really is. So I don't mind doing the, the bully running back build <laughs> like this. Um, so, yeah, so now team seven again on the clock. I took Bijan with that pick. This is actually perfect. It almost worked out perfectly for team seven. Like you take the rookie, the risky rookie with the huge ceiling at pick seven. And you're sitting there, you're sitting there, you're sitting there. And this guy comes all the way back down to you in the next round. And he's almost perfect. Like he doesn't get the, the same uh the same like allure maybe of the chase of a jefferson of a cup mm -hmm. of a hill however this guy was still top five in every single wide receiver statistic a season ago and he has zero to little threat still um mm -hmm. as in, in target threats I don't think Dalton Kincaid is going to do anything this season. Um Dawson Knox we know what he is uh Gabe Davis is a yeah yeah, wide receiver too there. Like maybe Hopkins goes there. We don't know that yet. Either way, right now Stefan Diggs probably on pace to be top five in every category again with Josh Allen during football. So it's perfect. You're 
it's almost like the safe pick to pair with Bijan Robinson. So the the high ceiling risky pick with one of the safest wide receiver picks that you can get. So it's nice. So that's Stefan Diggs. So I'm taking. Oh, that sucks, man. Because right here, I mean, first of all, it's a great pick, but BPA, no doubt. Um, it sucks for me because for team six, I'm sitting with Travis Kelsey. So this is where that run, this is where it gets, this is where when you go that tight end now, you have to start thinking like, Ooh, what am I yes. doing? <laughs> while is Kelsey is giving me that greater than greater than greater than over the rest of the field. I'm probably going to go ahead and just take Mark Andrews here. So I have trade bait. So I'm going to take Kelsey and Ant. Oh, I'm just fucking kidding. No, what you want to do here is like BPA. And then, and that's tough. There's a lot of quality players here. And you also have to take into effect the running back versus wide receiver ratio. Now, looking at the, the running backs on the board, again, they're a lot more limited than the wide receivers on the board. So theoretically speaking, I probably should take a running back right here. Um, rather than a wide receiver. I don't I don't particularly want to. There is one running back who's available that I don't trust at all, but he had a pretty damn decent year last year. And there's a wide receiver on the board that I really, really want as well. It's just it's just tough, especially when you're looking at the running back position just being so damn fucking slight. <laughs> I think. No, I know. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take a guy that I trust, actually, over a guy that I don't trust. I'm going to take Tony Pollard right here. Crazy pick. I know there's maybe one running back better. But I'm going to take Tony Pollard because I need a running back right here. I'm going to hope that there's a quality wide receiver coming back on that other side. He put up 248 points a game last year, 15.6 points a game last year. He will be the feature back in that offense this year. Give me Tony Pollard right here. Yeah, so look, Tony Pollard, explosive as anyone at the running back position a season ago. Um, he had 10 games that he saw 50% snap share or more. And in those games, he scored over 12 fantasy points eight times. So he was eighth in fantasy points per game. That's overall. That has That's not just those 10 games. The whole season, he was eighth in fantasy points per game. And that's splitting time with Zeke, um, like I just mentioned, for most of the season. So... With little added to that running back room, like Deuce Vaughn's pretty small. I don't think they're going to – it's not going to be Very a big there. So uh, I don't know who they bring to Zeke come back. I don't – who knows. But either way, Pollard's set up to be a pretty nice RB1. And we just talked about it. I, you don't need – you don't need – your like it's nice if your running back touches the football 350 times a season. But when they're that explosive with it, like an Austin right. Eckler or a CMC, you don't need them to just have all those. So like – as long as he's 60 percent of the snaps that he's seeing out there, perfect for him. So I, I dig into that one. All right, team five now back on the clock where I took Jamar Chase last time, and um, I'm intrigued where you go here before you make your pick because I've I've heard you talk highly of, of a certain running back, and I know you love a certain wide receiver. So I'm curious to see if you go that wide receiver wide receiver route, or if you feel the urge to snag that running back because there's really only one, maybe two quality running back left. Yeah. So this is where it, it is interesting. And I'm glad you kind of brought it up because there is no bona fide. Like we're getting into like the, the 10th, 11th running backs that are, that are available on the board. And 
like I, I know for a fact Josh Jacobs workload is going to be good. Nick Chubb, Brees Hall. I like all these guys. Derrick Henry. Those are those are the ones that I'm going to try to get. Um, if I if I pick here and I take a Jamar Chase, it definitely makes it more interesting because the one guy mm-hmm. I know you're talking to, the one running back that's there, obviously, is Ramondre. <laughs> that's who that's I said, who I said I just didn't feel comfortable with taking because I think he only had like 14 points a game last year still. So I know he was splitting a little bit with Damian, but he's gone now. Keep going. Yep. Baby, it's, you. it's all you. So this is where I might play the, the, the rank game and see what happens. Like let I'm going to take the best player available and I'm going to see what I get on the next turn. So in this situation, now that I have the rest of like the rest of these running backs gone, I'm actually going to pair you son of a bitch. Just do it. You know what you want to do. Just do it. Just so, do it. Here's the thing. I just I'm torn because if I I don't know who's gonna make it back on the next turn. So like if there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight picks until it gets back to me. Let me so just like, to write it for you. What's up? Let me just you want me just to write it for you? you want, all right. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. It's like a no. I'm <sighs> just kidding. I was doing the same thing with the last week because I was contemplating the guy you're contemplating and Pollard. Well, with Stevenson looming, but I just don't want to go that route. Even though I think Stevenson could be an 18-point-per-game running back. I really do. I think he's got top five back potential. I just think that offense fucking sucks, and that's why I want to avoid him. Yeah. I might change my mind on this one as we go, as the season gets closer. I got to see how that third round shakes out. Like the 120 round three will be out soon, but I, I need to see Let's how he's going to do the third round. No, 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 we're all, it's okay. It's not, it's not so much what, what we're going to do. It's so much. I want to see how everything else kind of shakes. Like if I, if I think I can get a, like, where does Delvin cook land? Where what happens to Joe Mixon? There's a few what ifs, right? We I said I still have to work. Like Joe Mixon, if I know he's gonna make nothing like get in trouble for anything, I don't know from that whole weird offseason that he had. Like if he's gonna start week one in Cincinnati, he was an RB one last year. That's right now being valued kind of like in the third, third-ish round. So he's Joe fucking he's Joe fucking Mixon, bro. I know so the fucking Bengals offense, yeah. So that's why I think when we get to these running backs that I kind of have paired here at the end of this round, it's going to shake down to what the third round running backs I kind of like are. So that's only these three running backs though. So that's why I'm going to take a Monroe St. Brown and I'm just going to <laughs> fully wide receiver this one with Jamar chase right now. And, uh, and I'm going to hope to have two top five wide receivers on this team this season. Um, so yeah. And we'll see how, we'll see how it shakes out. Like I really don't like, I want to get a running back, but I think, in eight picks, I'm going to have at least one of the guys I've mentioned um, possibly still available or one of the guys I have ranked here. Like Travis Etienne is getting a lot of hate and he might start moving down the, the draft board because people are scared of taking him. Tank Bigsby all of a sudden is like a some fantasy monster. And like, <laughs> uh, play, like, I, get, I, I, I get it. I get Doug Peterson wants to do the two running, but we'll talk about him in a sec. But Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm going on a tangent. Go ahead, bro. Tangent it up, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, so Amon Ron Chase. That's what we'll start. And we'll see where this team goes, actually. This will be fun. We'll kind of see where where team five go shakes out with two with two bona fide wide receivers. 
Man, I, I love I love the start. I love the start. You know, I just went running back, running back. He was wide, wide receiver, wide receiver. This team, I'm curious, man. I got team four. I got Saquon. I got two options. I, again, I'm sitting at Ramondre because I'm thinking Ramondre is either going to be an 18-point-per-game running back or I think what we saw last year might be his floor, which was 14.5 points per game. I mean, if you get a 14.5-point-per-game running back, you're solid, even though he falls to 12 points per game. But there's nobody in that running back room to compete with him. I really, really would like to put him with Saquon and just double it up because, again, there are so many wide receivers available. And actually, you know what? Fuck it. Ah, there's a guy. I want this guy. He's better. Like, on my overall rankings, I got a guy. But it's like, again, I've, this will be the third time I've explained it. Who's at the running back spot compared to who's at the wide receiver spot? For this team, team four, I'm going to grab a running back. When it flips, I'm looking at the wide receiver board. I'm going to get a solid wide receiver. And Wallace, it might not be this young stud who could be a top five wide receiver. I'm going to go ahead and take Ramondre, and I'm going to go bully running back and pair him with Saquon. Which is fine. I think as we get to the end of round two, this is where it gets a more – it gets interesting because like, I know the wide receiver you're referring to, but I think there's – a like yeah. you just said, I think there's some – there's going to be really good third-round wide receivers this season. Or and if they and if they go in the second round, it pushes back some of the running backs into the third round. So the end of the seconds where I have a little bit more flexibility than I kind of see in the right. first or early early second, um, where I still would want to grab a Brees Hall, Jacobs, or Chubb, um, three who who I believe are workhorses. Because um, yeah, because I know you're gonna probably you're not depends on what young wide one. Uh, Young wide receiver, you're talking about. You know who the fuck I'm talking about. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, well, guess there's, there's a, I guess there's a there's couple. A couple. There's fine. one. Well, there's like four. Well, three. But there's one in particular I think that we're both talking about. I mean, he won A, he won B. I mean, yep. So there's Waddle. But yeah, right. that makes sense. So, right. but, but like guys like I, Wilson, though. Um, who is the other yeah. correct right and then there was a third but you take Ramondre who I like who who metrics are off the board for him they were really good the only thing he has to get better at um, is his goal line carries he was awful at that last year so he needs to improve there when they give it to him the ball down at the goal line so his touchdowns do go up but I he's going to get a nice chunk of the rushing and to be a top five running back in reception so I like it and then you pass on Waddle here and then you probably get a you could still get a top 12 wide receiver on the next turn here. Cause you're picking at the end of the second round. So that was yep. my exact thought process. Yep. So now team three, I took Justin Jefferson and this is where it gets. Oh, now this is where this is tricky. So I have, so I have a bone. I have a guy that I'm comfortable with being top three in overall fantasy scoring outside of the quarterbacks could be, he could even match some of the top score quarterbacks. Uh, so when I have such an explosive guy like that, there's, there's room for a little wiggle room here. Um, so I'm actually, yeah, let's do it. This one. I hate this. So th this one's going to get a lot of, Flat. Are you doing it? Are you no, doing no, it? No no no. Oh. no, 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 no. I thought you were going to go I, with an obscure position. Nope. Not, 
the quarterback position. No, 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 not yet. All I'm right. not going to do that just yet. Like, I'd want to get. I if there was a like a Monra's on the board still when I'm picking there, I'm taking a Monra over this guy. There's there's no doubt about it. I would not take Waddle not yet, and the only reason behind that is that you just nailed it. Like Waddle is awesome. I and I just don't think there's any clear path to a top five finish. Amon oh, I, Ra- didn't, I didn't think you were taking Waddle right here. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm thought taking, were, I thought you were taking. Uh, yeah, that's fucking no, what I said. I'm not taking him though. All right, yeah, I, yeah, okay, all right. No, I, was, I, I, I thought I, you might be going to an obscure position because you can get who you want on the flip side and lock that tight end spot in. Yeah, I. It's just a. I love the tight end that you're referring to, but I do like some other tight ends that are a little bit behind him also. Me so if too. I miss out on him, I do think he's still two, but there's still a couple guys I like, so I wouldn't do that. This is the one I'm just gonna get flack about, and because every, everybody's gonna bring up Tank Bigsby, and they're gonna start railing me into the ground about like, um. Is he going to get the workload? Is he going to see the goal line carries? There's a lot of worry about Travis Etienne Jr. And I get it. He he only had a 7.8% target share last year, and they went and added Calvin Ridley. So like now they have more wide receivers to throw the football to. What means what makes you think they're going to throw him the football a little bit more? But you never know. Like uh, as he gets acclimated to the offense, they change things around a little bit. Trevor Lawrence gets more comfortable with them. Um, you just don't know. He's a super talented guy. So sometimes when the when the overall touches go down still efficiency can go up so i still think he's still a back-end rb1 for me um so i'm gonna take etn to pair with uh jj yep because it's like i said it it lowers the risk a little bit because i do have the monster there so now i can take him and then i can come back around like i love waddle but i like you just said if whoever picks two and one might take a Waddle and Andrews and or another running back, and it still leaves me with like a Wilson or an Olave or something like that. Now that yeah. I can go Devontae Smith, T. Higgins. Yep. There's there's wide receivers out there. Correct. Fuck, the fourth time I've said it now. That's why you gotta pick. The running back room is so light compared to that wide receiver room. This pick coming here on this flip right here. This pick. There's a good chance that this changes. So ETN and kind of for now because it's a little bit safer. Um, Najee he hangs around here, but I, he's just not, like, I don't, the, I don't, he's not the home run guy that I like. Like ETN last year after week five, like was uh, posted 10 weeks of RB two or better. Six of those 10 weeks, he was an RB one. So like you could see it when he touches the ball, he's, he's very talented back, but not the, not the guy I'm talking about. The guy that I'm referring to, I, I mentioned earlier, Joe Mixon can creep his way into this range for me. If I just know he's going to play again. Cause like, He's still put up a pretty good year last year. I know he the efficiency kind of faded off a little bit on Joe Mixon's last season. It was his worst in a few years, but um, I, they didn't got nobody else there. So, like, Chase Brown? No, thanks. I just need to know Joe Mixon. <laughs> no offense to him. I'm just saying, like, I know Joe Mixon's going to see a ton of work, and I just need to know Joe Mixon's going to be there week one. And I, it's a little bit of mystery what's going on there. So now I guess he's going to be so. Mixon could creep his way up, but for now, ETN's the pick. It's early. We're only, it's June 2nd. So I love ETN. I loved him in college. I loved him coming out. I don't care about the injury. Put the ball in that kid's hands, and that kid's going to do work. Just like my pick right here. 
And listen, I just went and I just fucking scoured the board. I looked over it hard because, again, you got Jalen Waddle on the board. You got Devonta Smith on the board. You got T. Higgins on the board. You got Garrett Wilson on the board. You got Chris Olave on the board. So, hypothetically speaking here, if I liked any of these running backs available, I would have went with one of these running backs available. But I'm just not taking, like, an Aaron Jones or a Kenneth Walker right here. I'm going to take a guy – I'm gonna take one of these wide receivers. At this point, you just gotta you gotta pull the trigger. It could go with a Mark Andrews, but like Street said, Hawkinson, Kittle, Goddard. These are good quality options. Just a little bit behind him. Obviously, Hawk, Kittle, Goddard. There's there's levels and tiers there, but these are quality options behind him. I'm going with Jalen Waddle. Put the ball in the fucking kid's hand. He can fly for for thirty any game. Five yard slant. Take it for eighty. Give the ball to Jalen Waddle last year. Put up 260 points, 15 points per game. And again, he's playing opposite Tyreek Hill with no quarterback half the year. Put the ball in the kid's fucking hands and let him fly. If you're drafting, though, I'll say it one last time, right here in this spot, and one of these running backs who we took already are available, snag him. And yeah. then take whatever wide receiver is available on the flip side. Because people in your draft are going to take – one of these wide receivers are going to take Waddle. They're going to take Wilson before one of these running backs. And whether it's Pollard, whether it's Chubb, whether it's Stevenson, they will drop. So if you have this pick here, take the back and take a receiver on the flip side. I cannot stress it enough. The backs won't be there with us. That's the only difference. Well, that's, we're different. That's I know. Well, so, we just talk right yeah. Time. So, Waddle, I know. We just <laughs> yeah. we right. talking here we were talking I'm just perfect so this is the scenario that i how i scripted it basically it might not work out this way in many of them but i put him here for this reason and i'm not going to spoil anything you're going to have to watch the next show so the, this is we're coming to the end of an hour here so i want to watch the next show no we gotta you're gonna have to watch the next show well, I'll be on it, but I want to be spoiled. I want to fucking hear. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the the third round pick afterwards. But when I'm picking right here, right? So this means I I took Austin Eckler with my first pick, and mm-hmm. now I get two picks. So it, this is why I have this guy ranked 24 for me because um, now I'm going to get one of those wide receivers too. But I'm going to take Mark Andrews at this pick right here. So I get Mark Andrews and now I get to come back with a wide receiver. I'm not going to tell you who yet. You're going to have to wait to watch the next show there, but I would get Austin Eckler, Mark Andrews, and then one of these wide receivers to start my draft. And I would be feeling fantastic. See, don't let the, the number one pick scare you scares a lot of people right now. If I, if I had the number one pick and I just walked out of here with the mystery wide receiver, we'll talk about it. The next episode, Austin Eckler, Mark Andrews, I'd be dancing. I mean, dance. Spoiler alert. It's Garrett Wilson. <laughs> but um, you have to tune in and find out. But um, that's what I would say. Because now it's like a now you can it's almost like taking the wide receiver first, and you still get Mark Andrews on the turn, so it doesn't really make a difference. But um, Mark Andrews for me right there. So boom, that's how I would end that second round. Yo, and let's rip these teams, dude. So you got it on the ticker, you've had it on the ticker the whole time. <clears throat> Let's run through the squads. Team one, Streets has Austin Eckler and Mark Andrews. Team two, TK has got CMC and Jalen Waddle. Team three, Justin Jefferson and Travis ETN. Team four, Saquon Barkley and Rump. TK has got Saquon Barkley and Ramondre Stevenson. Team five, Streets got Jamar Chase and Amarante Brown. 
Team six, TK's got Travis Kelsey and Tony Pollard. Team seven, Streets went with the rookie, B. John Robinson, Stephon Diggs. Team eight, TK went running back, running back, JT and Nick Chubb. Team nine, Streets going with the risk, Cooper Cup and Josh Jacobs. Team 10, TK going with the oldies, Derrick Henry and Devontae Adams. Team 11, Streets going with the flyer, Tyreek Hill and Brees Hall. And Team 12, TK going with the NFC East wide receiver, C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown. It's good stuff, bro. Yeah, yeah. See? So most of those teams sound okay. I mean, there's, they all look pretty good to me. So there's not a whole lot of uh, – I don't hate any of them. That's the who, got, who got drafted a little too early? A.J. Brown went a little too early, probably at 13. For, for me – uh no not really i mean he i i have him 17 so it's not like it's it's only a few picks off um who would i have taken ahead of you just you put it looks like you just put lamb and brown ahead of the running backs that's all i just have hall jacobs and chubb because they round out the rest of my like um what one two three four five six seven eight nine yeah so like those are the the last of my top 10 running backs in a sense so like that actually makes me feel better because i feel like i'm gonna get the guaranteed points and those guys are gonna stay healthy yeah i it, but I'm not going to have a running back on the flip. It's going to be very ugly. So it's likely I'm going to trade AJ Brown or CD Lamb come week one or week two. So not quite. I mean, that there's a there's a couple running backs in round three, and that's it's that's we're going to see how it shakes out though. Like Mixon is that the Joe Mixon, Delvin Cook, Alvin Kamara territory? Aaron Jones, talking. not Alvin Kamara. Aaron Jones ain't going to be there by that time. I'm picking with what I have that. Um, what was the team I'm looking at? It, no, pick 12. Aaron Jones is going to be gone soon. Well, we can't spoil it. I'll pick Aaron Jones soon. Yeah, no. Well, where I would rank Aaron Jones is going to be in the third round. I don't know if he'd be there for all your drafts. No, but yes. Oh, not, pick, not pick 36. I mean, he'll be there. Pick probably like 28, 30. Yeah, the next running backs, if based on my rankings, the next one that I would take anyways, the first running back in round three that I would take, I'm not saying I'm taking him with that next pick. You'll have to watch that show. I'm not taking a running back with the Eckler-Andrews uh, team there. But my next running back off my board is actually Aaron Jones. So he would be the first back I'd take in that round. Mixon would work his way up if I know he's going to play and probably move his – he could, like I said, bump his way into the ETN thing. So then ETN moves more to 13. Mixon goes to 12. Um, but I, I put – Mixing at 21 only for just now. I mean, we got a long way to go, so he'd probably be the guy that moves up for me in the running back rankings. But um, once I find out what's going on there, like, I don't know. Aaron, that's a whole Aaron, Aaron Jones is two next in my running back rankings, which is why I said there is no way in fucking hell he's getting to 12 because if you don't pick him, I'm picking him. Yeah. Because he's going to be an integral part of that passing game next year. Because then you got a couple RB2s. But there's they that all they are, are RB2s. There's not a lot of upside to them. Like maybe Najee has a better year than he's had, but he's still just an RB2 to me that gets a heavy workload. And Jameer right. Gibbs would come up next there. So um and Jameer Gibbs is gonna be like I said, he's not gonna be a, a bell cow. He's gonna get a lot of receiving work, but David Montgomery's there. So he's an RB2 and he's capped. 
Kenneth Walker, same thing. Delvin Cook is, is the guy that's a mystery. I'm not sure what's going on with him either. <laughs> so, like, these are all guys. I And then Damian Pierce and Cam Akers round out the rest of that third round for me. So, when it comes to running backs, I like Pierce. I, I love they invested in the offensive line. And he's a guy that can move up for me also as, as we as we get going here. So there there are a couple running backs left. I'm just yeah. I'm just not sure. Um, I'm sure they're just capped in certain ways to me. So that's kind of all. Yes, yeah. that's, that's what it boils down to. Like I don't Stevenson Pollard; those guys could be a top five running back. I'm positive that's they, they just have the talent for it when you watch it play so nobody thought josh jacobs was going to be a top five running back last year the running back position is a fucking tricky position so. yeah but he got all the work so if you get all the work like that and right. you're and you're and you're efficient with it like he was um then yeah that's where this is why pollard and stevenson have a high chance to be a top five running back because i mean i'm looking at dallas i see nothing i'm looking at new england i see nothing they're going to get the workload Either way, there you go. So the, there is some third round running backs that I like. So we'll see. It's good. We got a long way to go before we get to. And I'm sure if I hate some of the starts that I make, this is how I, I'll address my rankings to try to match to make sure that I like my starts. But this is kind of where we're, we're sitting for now. So, but I'm pretty comfortable with it. The third, I can tell you this: the rest of these running backs, like Jones, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah, yeah probably. Half them are probably going to be in the third round. I'll probably add in three wide receivers. Yeah, there might only be three wide receivers in my third round. It might actually be like nine running backs in round three for me. And then that's it. After that, though, running backs toast. So enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. Like, you better. I I feel much better getting two of these guys. I got at least four wide receivers in this round without looking at anything. So I'm, I'm curious to see where you're going to go and you can catch up next time for sure. <laughs> but yeah, thank you all for uh, tuning in. You want to, it's not live, but you want to tell these guys, they, they know where to find you, but you want to tell them I'll, yeah, you're man. everywhere. You're all over everything. You are on every show. This guy doesn't sleep people. Never. I'm not on every show. Yo, the bloodline's doing what we do, man. As it says right there, you can follow it at the bloodline E N T. Please like this video. My man Streets does his thing, like I said earlier, whether it's right here on video or writing on bloodlinenetwork.com. But like this video, please. Streets is killing it every Monday is with Big Texas. Check it out doing Roto Slappers baseball. Streets and myself doing Roto Slappers football every other Saturday, soon to be like nine times a week. So catch that when we catch that. But hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and put Bloodline Entertainment Network into your Google search bar, and you can listen to us. You can listen to that soothing voice on Spreaker, on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, and every other major audio platform. And like I said, when you search it, you go to bloodlinenetwork.com. Sports, wrestling, entertainment, all our videos, our audio, everything we do in one place. And all the streets writing, all of his rankings, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tiers, dynasty, everything this man does in one place, bloodlinenetwork.com. For me, your boy, at the Tim King Show, just on Twitter. This is the only place I'm going to talk to you. And, of course, the Bloodline. That's the hardest working man out there right there. So that's why I say that. And once again, thank you for highlighting all that work and putting all the time in to get that work on that website. I greatly appreciate it. I am Streets of Don. 
he told you already go to the website bloodlinenetwork.com you can check everything out movies got it wrestling got it sports got it drafts got it good lord fantasy sports got it video games got it everything it's all there um and we'll check you next time we're gonna do rounds three and four and we'll probably do a couple other of these mocks but uh make sure you tune in to the next roto slappers as we do three and four and we'll see you all next time later I've got something for you.